the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And we have only a short segment because I pre-recorded an interview in just a few moments with Stan Casasio. Stan is the... um, ahead, the president of the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles of Pennsylvania. And he is having a big event in about three weeks, two and a half weeks, I guess, uh, with Laura Logan and uh, Doug Mastriano and others up in Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh. And the conversation we, we talked about, and I will I'll play in a moment, was all about uh, the issues up there and what's happening on the ground and also get out the vote, which reminds me. Uh, Right now, we're in that time period where um, in the old days, this was still campaigning. People were still making arguments and they were still looking for ways to influence what was happening. Nowadays, because of early voting, it's get out the vote time and get out the vote is not about persuading lots of new people to like your candidate or like your issues. It's about getting out the vote 100%. And so you try to find the issues that really motivate people. It's one of the reasons why back in the day, and it's not so much true anymore because of lots of reasons, the NRA was really good at get out the vote. And they really did a job of making sure everybody who cared about Second Amendment issues was favorable to the Second Amendment. They got out and voted. It was a really a powerful tool and that's the way it is so get out the vote right now it's not about oh yeah wow let's go it's about hey if you care about life you got to vote if you care about taxes you got to vote whatever your top issue is tends to be the thing that motivates you and it's repeated contact it's over and over to get out the vote that's how the thing works so you don't be surprised if the sort of get out the vote it used to be used to be literally the day of the election was get out the vote and you started calling and knocking doors three four days before you started having mail that was hitting right at that period in the week or so before the election because it used to be if you sent a piece of mail to someone that was five weeks before the election it would get lost in their life they'd have other things going on uh, now, because of early voting, get out the vote is, you know, it's four, five, six weeks long some places. And so that's what you're going to start to see all around you, including uh, robocalls and other things that will try to get people out to vote. And for those of you that have an opinion on the direction of the country, it's a big deal to do your part to get out the vote. So uh, lots to uh, talk about. We'll talk some more about that in the next couple of weeks. But it's time for get out the vote because of early voting. So uh, we'll be right back. We'll talk with uh, Stan Casasio. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Time to catch up with my old friend and a friend of the show here, uh, our Stan Casasio. Stan Casasio, right now, he wears a hat as the head of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles of Pennsylvania. He's also a businessman there. Uh, he and his wife's wife, very successful businesswoman herself. Uh, he's also been involved in politics at every level, uh, grassroots, precinct on up. Been a candidate himself, as uh, Stan, as Phyllis Schlafly used to say, the most important thing she did to understand politics was run for office and lose. Um, she said, you know, if you if people that win, they tend to think they're geniuses. If you lose, you've learned how the process works, how candidates feel. It's very, very helpful. And Stan Casasio's got all that. So welcome back to the program, Stan. How are you? 
I'm doing great, Ed. Does uh, you sound like you're really charged up? And <laughs> I tell you what, I've never been so charged up about an election. And you got to remember, I stood for hard hats for Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're dating yourself. I would, if you see, you don't look. Well, certainly your wife doesn't look that old, but that is because she's not as old as you. But anyway, no, let's. She, uh, <laughs> she, she keeps me looking younger. So that, that, that's all so, her responsibility. So, some, something like that. All right, now, um, Stan. Um, first of all. You're a businessman before. I mean, y- your whole career, you've been in business, you've been an entrepreneur. What's the economy like in Pennsylvania? And I know people will say, oh, Philadelphia is one thing. Pittsburgh's another thing. The East, West. But Pennsylvania, there's a lot. They, they, they do. It is an economy. You can sort of feel what's what. Tell me what's going on in the economy there. Well, right now, the uh, Pennsylvania economy, I think, is down around 37th or 38th. Now, Pennsylvania should be at the top of the list. It should be one of the largest internationally. Pennsylvania could be one of the most dynamic economies in the whole world uh, because it has farming. It has natural resources, oil, gas. It has manufacturing, refining capabilities, has a great port. We have all these things that we could be one of the top economic forces in the United States and the world, but we're not. And we're struggling because the policies of the Democratic Party vis-a-vis Wolf and Shapiro and everybody else in the Democratic Party has just taken us down, down, down. Inflation's through the roof. People are complaining about food prices when they were paying four or five bucks a gallon for gas, high test, uh, and the gas is off the charts. People in Pennsylvania have to decide whether they're going to heat or eat this winter. That's wow. how that's how bad it is. Wow. Uh, you know, I was I, I was coming up to see you. We're talking again with Stan Casasio. Uh, he's up in Pennsylvania, runs the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles of Pennsylvania. I was coming up to see you actually back uh, a few months ago for uh, that event uh, that uh, General Flynn did up there near Philly. And I stopped for gas in one of the rural stops off of one of the highways and uh, ended up falling into conversation with the the Sunoco owner, the, the, and he said, I own one Sunoco gas station. And he said, we're dying. And he said, we're, we are dying here. He said, we're dying in every way you can think of. The gas is too, it's too high. People are actually cutting back then on buying gas. He said, we're not, we're not making more money. People think we're making more money. We're not making more money. He said, it's just a, it's a vicious cycle. And what he said was, there's no end in sight for us. He said, you know, if you don't change your energy policies, uh, he said, you, you know, you can, you can do all you want. You can do, you can empty the, reserve the petroleum reserves you can do all sorts of things you can beg the saudis to do more he said you know you're you're just in a, in a death spiral i think that's where we are so um now stan politics up there um you know pennsylvania is described as a uh a purple state i suppose you got a bunch of blue leaders at a governor and senators but you know trump lost pennsylvania if that's what happened in 2020 by only a handful of votes i mean it's been close uh it, it first is is your obs- is your sense that there's more people that are leaning Republican? Are you hearing you're you know you're a Republican known Republican leader? Are you hearing from people saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm sick of that party"? Well, interesting enough, um, after this uh, interview, I'm going to the Montgomery County Board of Commissioners meeting. Oh. I've been going there for uh, last week, uh, two weeks ago, when they have they have it every two weeks, right? And submitting names in Montgomery County alone, uh, we have over. Th- Almost 4,000 people that should be not on the voter rolls. All of those people who got mail-in ballot requests uh, were sent to these people that aren't in there. And we gave them the names. We actually have the names. We've got a way of going through it. And we're putting them on notice, the, the uh, commissioners, 
that we're going to hold them responsible because according to uh, Pennsylvania election code, uh, it's 19.01, the state, you must follow the state code and clear or clean voter registration rolls. So I didn't care that, you know, they talk about Act 77 and, and how screwed up it is. And those are facts. But I'm talking about something the commissioners can do in Montgomery County that will show that we are trying to at least have a true democracy by cleaning up the voter rolls and making sure only the right only people that with valid registrations can vote in, in Montgomery County. I just read a report that in, in New York's in New York State, they have over three million people that should not be on the voter rolls. Mm. So when we talk about uh, uh, Trump losing, by the way, he won big on election night. But as we have an election season now, it's a matter of obtaining the vote. So he loses by 80,000. But we recognize the fact and we have videotapes of people stuffing these drop boxes, which is illegal. Nothing's being done. In fact, the only thing the FBI does now is if you're against administration, they raid your house. They come out with guns pointed and everything else. So what I'm suggesting to all those conservatives, and I'll get to my final point, is yeah. you put Biden signs on your lawn, because just like the age of death passed over the Israelites uh, during the fair, they put blood on their mantle. Well, you put a Biden sign and the FBI and the DOJ will pass over your house. So suggesting that to everybody. Actually, that that's kind of funny. I, you know, maybe the version of that, the online version is, you know, go on to whatever, uh, you know, code blue and give three dollars or something. So you show up as a Biden donor and then you'll be in a, in a certain list. Uh, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. Stay, that's, that's a great uh, line. Uh, Stan, by the way, Stan Casasio is our guest. He's talking about Montgomery County, of course, one of the key counties in Pennsylvania. And then you mentioned New York. The pro- the, the reality is, of course, uh, three million voters in New York doesn't matter because New York is gone. But 3,000 voters in, in Montgomery County might flip the election, right? It might oh, flip. It, it, very, it very well could. And I think the point is, I mean, all the, the three commissioners that we have up there, I, I, I'm very upset. They're all intelligent. They care. They say they claim about people. Well, I don't care. This is an issue that doesn't it doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat, independent or Republican or whatever you are. You just want to know that the voter rolls at least are accurate. And I will tell I'm going to mention them to this morning that you go on the street and you ask the average person walking down the street and you say, do you think that voting is fair or not fair? Everybody is complaining about the voters, whether it's the Democrats complaining about the Republicans stealing and the Republicans complaining about the Democrats stealing. I would say 70 percent of the people in Pennsylvania really think the elections are rigged. And by the way, that won't be the first time elections have been rigged in the United States, going back to the Tammany Hall in New York that rigged elections for almost 200 years until LaGuardia, who was a Republican, by the way, the Tammany Hall was a Democratic Party. They rigged right. elections for 200 years. How about the Deep South? The solid South, Democratic, you couldn't even register. They didn't care who the heck you were. If you didn't register a Democrat, you were dead, basically. So they rigged elections. And of course, we all know about JFK Nixon race in 1960 when they called uh, Mayor Daley and said, hey, listen, uh, we need your votes. And Mayor Daley said, hold on a minute. I think I got some votes in the basement somewhere. And uh, and Nixon was actually, if you remember, uh, uh, Monica Crowley, actually, uh, who worked with Nixon, Nixon actually had information that proved that the election was rigged in Illinois and he could have complained about it. But because Nixon and Kennedy, and a lot of people don't know this, they were both in the Navy. They both liked each other. They served in the Senate. They were good friends. Nixon felt that because of what was going on with the Soviet Union, he did not feel he wanted to put the country through it. And he trusted Kennedy. And what did Kennedy do? 
he actually became almost Trumpian in his procedure. First thing he did was he cut taxes. He built up the defense. He did all those things. And, and by the way, he probably couldn't even get elected in the Democratic Party today because he's Roman Catholic and he was pro-life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, and uh, and we're, again, we're talking with Stan Casasio, uh, Philadelphia, one of the Philadelphia leaders of the conservative movement up there. Um, and uh, so, Stan, now now you mentioned Montgomery County. Um the current attorney general is running for governor Shapiro against uh, uh, Mastriano and Mastriano is a state senator. Uh, Shapiro is the sitting attorney general, but he came out of Montgomery County, right? Isn't Shapiro from Montgomery County? Yeah. Uh, Shapiro, I've known him since he's been 14 years old. Uh, he's always been running for office since he's been 14 years old <laughs> president. So, I mean, his goal is to be president of the United States right. and he will make a deal with the devil to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's somebody who's from a very wealthy family who sent his kids to private school. It's really interesting. And one thing that's really bothered me. And as I said, I've had hard hat for Nixon. That's dating myself. But I have never seen a campaign in which there was not a debate between the candidates, at least one debate. The Democrats have run away from debating the Republican candidates. Fetterman on the Senate side with Oz and Shapiro on the Democratic side against uh, uh, Mastriano. And Mastriano said, listen, I'll tell you what, here's the debate. You get your most leftist person to quiz me and I'll get my person to quiz you. And we will have the fairest debate out there. And I think that's a great idea, by the way. I would love to have debates. So you you name your person, you're going to uh, question the uh, your opposition. So so we don't have it. So as a Phyllis Schlafly group in Pennsylvania, we are sending out information based on the actual record of the candidates. Uh, I will say that that uh, Mastriano was actually born, I believe he's from Pennsylvania and he lived in South Philly. His uncle was in South Philly. So he's kind of a South Philly boy. And by the way, he will be appearing in the uh, Christopher Columbus parade in South. (laughs) There you go. He's he's skipping the indigenous, indigenous people's parade and going to Christopher Columbus parade. Now, wait, Stan, let me pause for one second. Shapiro from Montgomery County. So he's a politician his whole life. Mastriano, military guy who has been in the state Senate Uh, over in the other big race, uh, Fetterman and Oz Fetterman. It's a weird dynamic. It looks like he comes from money, although he dresses like a dirt bag. Um, And then Oz comes from. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah, yeah. And then Oz comes. Oz doesn't look like he comes from money, but he certainly made a lot of money. So he looks like a it is a funny dynamic. One guy was born and raised rich and the other guy, I think, made all his money. But uh, that dynamic there has been uh, it's weird. It, they've been able to make probably because Oz came out of the uh, primary a bit more dinged up. They've been able to make that closer than I ever thought. I, I now see the polling says they're, they're neck and neck. I, I, I have to believe that Oz is is going to come through there. But it's been harder than I expected. Uh, you know, Oz has gotten dinged with uh, being from out of state. That doesn't really work, by the way. That never, never actually. Well, they, as- they, 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 they forgot about uh, uh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Robert and Robert yeah, Kennedy exactly. ran it as a New York senator. <laughs> yeah. And they right. never even lived in New York. Right. Exactly. And, and all of a sudden yeah. they were, so they they you know, that's the one thing about the Democratic left and Democratic Party. I will tell you, if you want to meet a hypocrite, I'll introduce you to any Democrat on the street. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who, who believes wholeheartedly in their party's thing. So what we're attempting to do is to go through all of the issues there and put their positions where they stand. So, for example, with with uh, uh, energy, for example, Shapiro is against promoting energy independence. All right. Uh, Mastriano has clearly said 
He's going to allow flat fracking. He wants to create a pipeline in Pennsylvania that will run from the Erie down to the ports of Philadelphia so that we can start exporting our natural gas that we have. And we have huge amounts of natural gas in this state. This would be almost akin to Alaska. You know, Alaskan citizens, I think, get a check from the government. Yeah, 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 they do. Yep, yep. All their energy. So this is a way to reduce the taxes on senior citizens for these these unbelievable school taxes that are basically putting senior citizens out of out of business. And it's so funny. Democrats talk about how they want to help senior citizens, but everything they do destroys senior citizens. Why a senior citizen would ever vote Democratic Party? They're still thinking it's uh, Franklin Roosevelt. Well, you know, and, and, and the big thing on that, again, Stan Casaccio is our guest from Pennsylvania. I told you guys he's a businessman. He sees this stuff differently than most of the people that do politics because he's been in business. But you're exactly right. Imagine who pays the biggest price. If you're on a fixed income, you're on med, uh, on uh, Social Security and inflation is 10 percent. You're, you're literally you, you are going down every month by 10 percent. You know, I hate to say it. Guys like you and me, if we had to, we get another job. Right. If we had to, we could go and say we're going to earn a little more money. We're going to do some. If you're a senior citizen, you're 79 years old. You can't get a job. You're not going to get another job. You can't go to Home Depot and you're watching your Social Security eaten away and and then, by the way, what do senior citizens do? They drive to church. They drive to their uh, to their uh, bridge tournament. They drive to get gas uh, to, to get uh, groceries, and gas is costing them another thirty percent up. So you, it's like a tax on poor people and old people to run the economy like this because entrepreneurs and the middle and upper class will figure out how to how to you know for a better term hump it and make it right and figure something out. All right, now Stan, I want to pause though. We're going to run out of time. You you did an event over in. Uh, in Pennsylvania, General Flynn was the speaker. Mastriano came. It was before the primary, so you had people like Kathy Barnett. Everybody loves that woman now. She's like a, a legend. In the, she didn't win the primary, but she's an amazing lady, and she's around. You're going up to Pittsburgh. Uh, tell me about this event on October 20th. I know some of our folks are that listen and are in Pennsylvania. Some are all over the Northeast. Tell me about this event. Tell me and. Tell me what you see as the goal for the next five or six weeks for for what what you need to happen in Pennsylvania to turn around. Well, first off, uh, the Phyllis Schlafly group in Pennsylvania just keeps on growing because we're an informational thing. We want, you know, Phyllis Schlafly, you know, she's not with us, but she believed in women's rights. She believed in rights for all Americans. She believed in rights for people that disagreed with her. I mean, she was a true common sense conservative, understood what it took to make democracy. And as I've often said, the Constitution comes with no guns, cannons or tanks or anything to enforce it. (laughs) It depends on the integrity and the loyalty and the honesty of the people who swear that they're going to uphold it. And clearly we're missing that. So the event on October 20th is actually going to be bigger than the one we had in Philadelphia because Phyllis Schlafly Group in Pennsylvania is growing. So if anybody wants to be part of it, have them contact the Phyllis Schlafly, let them know. They'll put them in touch with me and my great vice chairman, Karen Taylor. Uh, but the October 20th in Pittsburgh, we've got Laura Logan. She's going to receive the Truth and Journalism Award. I direct you to see her report on the border on Fox Nation. If you want your hairs to stand on the hen and get weak in the knees, look what this woman did. Probably one of the bravest journalists I I know putting herself in harm's way. And you'll understand why this border is being corrupted. It's being corrupted because the cartels are paying dark money to a lot of politicians. And don't deny that fact to keep those border open because they're making billions of dollars on on uh, human trafficking. We've got Wendy Bell. We're giving her the Excellence in Radio Award. Uh, We've got Stacey Garrity. 
uh, Pennsylvania state treasurer who's gotten people back money. She's become the the eyes and ears to, to make sure Wolf doesn't go completely nuts. Uh, we have messages from Alan West, Lieutenant West. He wanted to be there so bad, but he had a conflict. In fact, what happened, he was supposed to be in our area to give a speech at Temple, but they they canceled him. So that's all about, you know, democracy. Right. So right. Right. And, and then and here's the thing. Doug Mastriano will be there. And here's the thing. We are paying tribute as we do at these events to our fallen people that have protected this country. And we are uh, paying tribute to the fallen first responders, police officers in the Pittsburgh area. And we have one of the one of the officers who was shot recently and died. We have one of his best friends there to pay really a heartfelt tribute to these. So we are there to give people information. So if you want to be part of it, uh, just go on phyllisschlafly.com, uh, uh, isn't it? Phyllisschlafly.com. Yep, phyllisschlafly.com. You can and find uh, out more there. there. Yep, yep. There's a link on the Pennsylvania side. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think that's up already. So yeah. That's what I'm all excited about it. And here's the goal of what I see, and I know what you've been working on for years, and I, I my hat's off to you, Ed, because you, you've weathered the storm. You've been in the front taking slings and arrows for so long, and you motivated me. I said, if this guy can do it, uh, let me take a few slings. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, you're 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 enough of a. I I think I call you Sicilian, and you get mad because you're you're not Sicilian, but you're no, no, you're, no, no. you're 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 enough of that Southern uh, Italian stock that you don't mind a good fight when you see it. That that that's true. That's a nice way. Of putting it. <laughs> that's a nice way of putting. It. Yeah, but no, but the reality is the goal of the Phyllis Schlafly in Pennsylvania. We know we can't change things, and I like to call it you know to do to try to change things twenty four hours in like a minute. We know that's not going to happen. But if we get a bunch of people involved in the Phyllis Schlafly's um, Eagles and understand what they're about and understand how much she loved America and how she loved the American people, we can move the dial a click at a time. And if we get enough people moving the dial a click at a time, we will get the 24 hours in. And that's our goal in Phyllis Schlafly, Pennsylvania, to continue to move the dial a click so that people at least will be able to vote based on true facts and information so that when they pull that lever for the person they think they want to run their government in their area, at least they'll have the facts. Uh, Stan, say it uh, plainly, the um, the, the uh, um, exact uh, uh, time uh, and event uh, details again. October 20. October 20th, it's at the uh, South Hills Country Club in Pittsburgh. And it starts as a VIP uh, special meeting, get pictures with Laura. And uh, I want to get a few pictures with Laura. Yep. I just, I just yep. want to know that. And, uh, Wendy <laughs> Bell, and Wendy Bell and the senator and everybody else. And uh, it starts at 4.30 and okay. to 9.30. And All right. be a lot of great speeches. I know you're going to be there. I know You bet. Yeah, I can't wait. Yep. It's going to be there. It should be an exciting. And even Ned told me the other day he thinks he's going to try to get there. Oh, great. Wow. Ned Pfeiffer. Ned Pfeiffer for about a decade has been leading Pennsylvania and uh, right before Stan and the Pennsylvania Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. So uh, good stuff. All right. I got to run. Uh, Stan Casasio, com. Go check it out. And uh, we'll get the links up there on social media. And we'll talk again before then stan thank you and good luck at the thank meeting you, of the montgomery you. county uh, board there we hope it goes well yeah thank you for everything you do ed all right okay we'll take a break everybody we'll be right back it's ed martin here in a pro america report back in a moment 
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Time to check in with John Schlafly. John Schlafly writes a weekly column. It's called the Schlafly Report. Uh, it is the, um, well, it's the fruit of, I don't know, 60 years, 70 years of living and working with the late Phyllis Schlafly. John and his brother Andy write a weekly column, the Schlafly Report. This week's column is entitled New Court, New Senate. Uh, and you can go over to townhall.com and check it out. And also visit phyllisschlafly.com where all of John's columns are archived. Welcome back, John. Before we get to the column, you do reference it in there, I believe. Yeah, you do. That um, the uh, Trump administration filed uh, what an emergency application to the Supreme Court about the Mar-a-Lago raid. Can you walk us through the basics of that for our listeners? Well, uh, yes, Ed. Now, uh, I guess it's not it's not really the Trump administration anymore. But oh, sorry, former, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> former President Donald Trump, and of course, everyone knows about the raid on his home. And and the fact that uh, Trump challenged that with a filing and he, you know, looked into a sympathetic federal judge um, who basically called a halt to it while a special master is who is a retired judge was uh, engaged to review all the documents that were seized in the raid, hundreds and hundreds of documents. So while that was going, the. Uh, Justice Department under Merrick Garland appealed to the Court of Appeals. But now, you know, Trump has gone to the Supreme Court with an application yesterday and a very, very well-written application, I would say. I I read it. And um, the Supreme Court uh, today, uh, this morning, I just checked, has... uh, told the Justice Department that they need to file a response by next Monday. Mm. So they won't act until the government responds to Trump's emergency application. And uh, so what Trump's very, very good lawyer has done is to identify a flaw in the Justice Department's uh, application to try and stop it and to uh, uh, which it has to do with the jurisdiction of the court. And, uh, you know, the lawyers among your listeners, Ed, will know that jurisdiction is the most important thing in any court, whether the court has jurisdiction, which means the power to decide a matter. And they uh, Trump has pointed out that the federal court of appeals uh, that's supervising the case of the uh, raid on Mar-a-Lago did not have jurisdiction because the case was not final. Cases cannot be appealed until they're final, except in certain circumstances which don't apply here. So that's a bit of a technicality. Uh, but the good news for your listeners is, is that the Trump's lawyers have made a very, very credible showing that the Supreme Court needs to step in and uh, exercise some supervision over what is going on in uh, connection with the raid. And, uh, you know, the different uh, circuits of the United States are divided up among the justices. And it so happens that Justice Clarence Thomas is in charge of 
these emergency appeals from the state of Florida. So Justice mm. Thomas is you know, <laughs> in charge of this. So yeah. that's another good thing. That's uh, the uh, the that will send the left uh, has sent the left left into uh, spasms of outrage. Uh, we're talking with John Schlafly. John, the column this week that you 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 and Andy Schlafly are referring to the fact that this week the U.S. Supreme Court's back in session. Um, there is, of course, uh, Joe Biden's nominee and confirmed by the Senate appointee Katani ja- Brown Jackson. She is on the bench, um, and and there she is. Um, but as you refer to, five weeks from now, the U.S. Senate is up on the ballot. I mean, the be a lot of Senate races and, and you go into this. Uh, tell me about the judges, John. I, I think people are missing. A lot of things happen when you're in, in the executive branch. When you're in the White House, a lot of things happen that has nothing to do with Congress. It's good or bad. It's it, it, I mean, it, and, and that's the executive. Um, that's the power of the executive and the administrative state. But with the bare majority, uh, Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer have done a lot on judges. Walk me through this, John. Well, as your listeners know, the Senate is divided 50-50, but because uh, the vice president uh, is a Democrat and the vice president presides over the Senate, she has the deciding vote. And one of the deciding votes that she cast was to organize the Senate uh, in 2017. And uh, so that meant that she cast a dividing vote to you know, make Chuck Schumer the majority leader. And uh, so he's been ramming through judges and uh, Biden has uh, appointed more judges, federal judges at this stage in his presidency than any recent president. He's just he's just churning them out. Hmm. And every one of them is a progressive, woke, you know, equity and inclusion and diversity minded judge. And uh there's just no end to them. And he's filling up the federal courts with these left wing judges. But, uh, you know, if if the Republicans take, you know, gain us gain one seat in the Senate and they only need one, you know, that'll be the end of that. I trust to stop that the machine, which has been confirming these radical left judges. Uh, we're talking with uh, John Schlafly uh, about uh, his column this week, which uh, again runs over townhall.com as well as his archived at Phyllis Schlafly.com. Uh, John, uh, so, uh, I, by the way, it's kind of lost on people. Uh, the 2020 election, um, had it gone the other way, um, uh, even in one Senate seat or the presidency, you wouldn't have Katani uh, Jackson. You wouldn't have the, the Democrat replacement. Now, you might not have had a retirement. That's a different question, right? There might have been hang on. But, um, John, on the, the court, the recent articles I've noticed, uh, recent essays, articles about how the court has become political. This is the new because it's conservative now. It's become political. Uh, what's your sense, though, of this court? Uh, did they go through Dobbs now? And do you have a sense that this is a confident center right conservative court that's going to march and it's going to be obvious to you going forward? Or, or are we going to are we going to deal with um, some hemming and hawing and, and Chief Justice Roberts managing some of the aspect? How do you feel? about it well Ed, the the liberals and the left-wing mainstream media believes that they can intimidate members of the supreme court they believe that for years and the way they intimidated anthony kennedy for the 30 years that he was on the court the way they intimidated david Souter, and and, and this was used to be called the greenhouse effect after linda greenhouse uh, yeah. of the new york times well she's retired but they haven't given up on that and so uh, your listeners are aware that there's a constant drumbeat of these statements that the Supreme Court is co- 
needs to be concerned about its legitimacy. And every news story, and that's not just opinion, but every news story is yapping about legitimacy. And, uh, you know, no, who knows what that even means. But what it really means is they're trying to intimidate John Roberts, Chief Justice, into backing off from when he makes his decisions. And, uh, uh, you know, they're trying to intimidate, you know, and, and make him think that, OK, well, after Dobbs, now they have to change course and stop, you know, making any more decisions that uh, that are favor the conservatives. So uh, it's a game. Uh, we have lifetime appointments to the Supreme Court because the justices are supposed to be immune to that kind of influence. And but other than Clarence Thomas and Sam Alito, frankly, I'm afraid that the other justices can be influenced by uh, public opinion in this but, way. By the way, John, uh, John Schlafly is our guest. He also is an attorney, I should have mentioned, and, and, and uh, also has an LLM, an advanced degree in, uh, in uh, law also. Um, uh, John, I, I wanted to mention, you know, you mentioned the greenhouse effect. That was the, a term describing um, the influence of Linda Greenhouse, who was a longtime, was it New York Times uh, writer, John, or was it Washington Post or both? Yeah, yeah. New, new York Times. Well, did you see, John, that there's a new book out? It's actually gotten a little bit of criticism, not much, uh, but from uh, Nina Totenberg, it's it's, and it, I don't know what we can call it. The greenhouse effect was one thing. It's called Dinners with Ruth, a memoir on the power of friendships. And it basically goes into how she piled around with Ruth Bader Ginsburg the last few years of her life, maybe longer, having dinner all the time, especially during COVID. And, uh, and of course, then she was writing constantly for uh, and reporting for NPR, as well as, uh, I guess, the National Observer. So I don't know if you saw that one, John. It's uh, it's uh, the I guess Greenhouse at least had an influence because she was writing influentially. Nina Totenberg was hanging out with them. Well, and Nina, of course, Nina Totenberg, to anyone who's followed Nina Totenberg, that's not really a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Still, it was a, you know, it was something to see her put that out there in black and white. And, you know, Nina Totenberg was part of the conspiracy to stop Clarence Thomas when right, he was right. nominated in uh, 1991. Yeah. And so she goes way back and she yeah. was a bitter disappointment. She, she wasn't able to stop Thomas, and she's been trying to undermine him ever since. Yeah, and true. Nina Totenberg, by the way, her sister is a federal judge uh, uh, who's been who's in Georgia, I believe, and presiding over some of these election cases that arose out of the 2020 election. So um, amazing. But Nina Totenberg, yeah, she uh, thinks well, it's time for her to retire too. She can go <laughs> right with Linda Greenhouse and uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg into, into retirement, I would say. There you go. All right, John Schlafly, I got to run. John Schlafly, the column is over at townhall.com and available at phyllisschlafly.com, archive there. Thank you, John, for your time as always. We will take a break and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. And now from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. The media have jumped at the opportunity to report that two women were able to complete the Army Rangers Training School and graduate with full Ranger status. This comes after a mandate from the Pentagon for the Army to open all combat roles to women. The two women are the only ones to complete the course out of the 19 women who attempted it. 
Ranger schools are held 11 times per year and have been actively encouraging female volunteers since the Pentagon mandate. Clearly, these two women are the exception, not the rule. Many people simply don't understand the challenges that these women and their male team members will face are only just beginning. Commander Richard Marcinko, founder of the famous SEAL team that killed Osama bin Laden, recognizes this. Marcinko has come out in opposition to women being allowed into Navy SEAL units. One reason he cites is that co-ed SEAL teams could confuse the combat decisions of leaders. He recognizes that men have an inherent instinct to protect women, and this could be a distraction from their missions. Feminists like to arrogantly say that men should just get over that natural male instinct in the name of equality. However, they ignore the very reason why our military exists. We don't have a military to promote so-called gender equality, women empowerment, or any of the other buzzwords that feminists throw around. The job of our military is to protect Americans and American interests and to kill enemies who try to harm us. Having women in the Army Rangers or the Navy SEALs does not advance this goal, and military leaders like Commander Marcinko know it, and we thank him for his clear statement. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. America is safe only when America is strong. Our national defense requires the most modern technology and best-trained soldiers, and there should be no social politics or idle threats coming out of Washington. At phyllisschlafly.com, we take this work very seriously. Please visit phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, wrapping things up today. Uh, Let's finish with a little uh, calendar study. Um, The the question is this. When is an October surprise happening in 2022? Meaning in a campaign, especially a high-energy, high-level national campaign that you could count on a week or two weeks before an election, you can count on the hit. They drop the hit. You know, they have somebody out and they do something terrible and the message comes out there. And so in 20, excuse me, in 2000, fairly famously, you had the um, you had the George W. Bush drunk driving report that came out the weekend before the election. So that was in the last days of October, first day or two of November Uh, in 2016, uh, about three or four weeks before the election, you had the Donald Trump, uh, Billy Bush, uh, what is it? Uh, Access Hollywood video. Uh, Yeah, video, but audio was what what leaked Uh, in 2020. The Hunter Biden laptop uh, came out just about the same time, three weeks before the election. So the news came out in the last 24 hours that um, Senator Warnick of Georgia, his wife, went out public with more specifics on what she alleges was his abuse. Within an hour or two, as is apt and problem, uh, probable, the uh, Herschel Walker campaign was hit by an allegation having to do with his uh, his life before he was married and uh, his his gallivanting as a uh, maybe a not so family values guy. Here's my point. 
First of all, I, I hate these smears. And I'll tell you, my experience was just a few weeks before the election in 2010, when I was doing really well as a congressional candidate, I was the Republican nominee versus Russ Carnahan in uh, Missouri. And he was a Democrat and he was terrible. He was a terrible candidate, terrible uh, congr- congressman. But it was about two or three weeks before the uh, election. And they dropped the news uh, allegations that I had been involved with the cover up of uh, abuse, sex abuse in the archdiocese in the Catholic Church. And it, it was stunning to me. I actually didn't think I knew that they would stoop to things. They had attacked my wife over her, her family. Had uh, She had received from her family some stock, which you have to disclose when you run for office. They attacked her over that. That was bad enough. But they just made this thing up. And I remember being stunned and not knowing how do you how do you uh, answer that? Because just answering the charge gives it more fuel. You know, it's the it's the uh, it's Pelosi's line about the wrap up smear. Someone smears you, then it's covered by the press. Then you have to respond to it. And then the press covers it again. In my case, I refused to back down. And so I actually had a press conference with a a woman lawyer who was a liberal, famously liberal Democrat who said, this isn't true. I was working for the archdiocese at the same time. It's not true. But even still, it was befuddling how to handle it. That's what they're doing to Herschel Walker. They're trying to make Herschel Walker uh, these new allegations. I actually think the Senator Warnock allegations have been around for a while, but they're still dropped at this time. But here's the detail. Someone pointed this out on Twitter. Because of early voting, you have to have the October surprise earlier in October. Because if you want to impact the election in 2000, you drop that news about uh, the the DWI and George W. Bush three days before the election because everyone's voting on election day. Now people are voting four, five, six weeks early. You have to drop your charges. The attacks have to go earlier. That's a, so the October surprise is going to start coming in late September. That's the truth. That's the reality. All right, we got to run. That's it. Stick a stand up for Herschel Walker. I hate these smears. Uh, we got to run. I'll be back uh, tomorrow. It's Ed Martin, Pro America Report. I'll see you tomorrow. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>